0: With Lent, we enter into a period of deep tension. You may have noticed the tension in the readings for today, from the epistle of James from Psalm 103 and from our Gospel reading. The tension of Lent is meant to draw our attention to the deep conflict within each human, each human mind and each human heart. And none of us are exempt from this tension. We see the tension in the outer symbols of Ash Wednesday. The outer symbol, of course, being marked with ashes on our foreheads. Ashes from last year's palm crosses distributed on Palm Sunday. Ashes are a sign of death. They're a sign of destruction. I lit them on fire yesterday, and believe me, that's fun. But the ashes themselves, the resultant of that fire, is an indication of destruction. And indeed in the scriptures, dust and ash are a reminder of our human frailty, of our human mortality. But we get marked with the sign of a cross. So that tension exists between our human mortality And the sign of the cross, which is the sign of our redemption. The sign by which we receive eternal life. When we were baptized, we were chrismated. Given the sign of the cross in the same oil that undergirds the cross of ashes. That seals us. And the priest reminds us and the parents and godparents as he makes that sign on the forehead. You are Christ's own forever. So that tension between the ash, which signifies our death, and the sign of the cross, which although means death, for us means life. You see that tension that exists there. That tension that Jesus is marking when he says, don't be like the hypocrites who go out and parade their righteousness, their piety in front of other people. But aren't we doing just that by marking our foreheads? I went out for a coffee this morning after our early service. And of course, like many people, Scott and I were talking about this, you forget it's there sometimes. Now, I thought I had done a good job wiping it off. But after I picked up my coffee and I just happened to glance in the rearview mirror, I'm like, oh my goodness. I had a very strong line, and you know I already have a fairly prominent line eyebrows, as my wife says, and it looked even worse. It looked like I had a permanent scowl on my face. Not exactly the, uh, the image that any of us are really going for to be known as that person, especially when the staff there know I'm the priest at the church. So I'm hoping maybe they knew it was Ash Wednesday. But that tension of why would we mark ourselves... When Jesus is telling us, don't go around drawing attention to yourself. We live in a culture in an age that is fixated on demonstrating one's own self-righteousness. We see it all the time on social media, right? You get those special profile pictures that say whatever the cause of the day happens to be, so that you can show all your online friends that you are whatever, that you support the thing, that you've done the thing, so everyone can see just how righteous you are. So why would we participate in that with the cross? Doesn't that go against the very grain of what Jesus is saying? Well, no, not when we think about it, because we wear the cross on our foreheads, yes, to be reminded of our own fragility, of our own sinfulness, of our own mortality, But we so often forget that the cross is on our own foreheads. It's when we see it on someone else's forehead. When we see it on the foreheads of our brothers and sisters in Christ that we are reminded, oh yes, that's right. Just like them, I too am a sinner. I too am mortal. I too am someone who is prone to parroting my own virtue. We all love to think that we love adequately enough. In our culture, the worst thing to accuse someone of is to, be, to accuse them of being unloving. But the sign of the cross reminds us that our love will always pale in comparison to the love of Christ shown on the cross, no matter how good our efforts, no matter how good our intentions, no matter how good our social media profile but in looking at another person, we see that we are all stuck in the same situation. That as humanity, even the most virtuous among us is still a sinner in need of redemption. So we put the cross on to remind ourselves, yes, individually, but to remind ourselves corporately. That we're all broken, we're all sinful, we all need Someone to save us from ourselves. That tension of Lent is not just those outer tensions, but it's also an inner tension. This coming Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent, we will hear that story of Jesus' time in the wilderness where he is tempted. He spends 40 days, and that's where we get our 40 day Lenten fast from. 40 days, Jesus does spiritual battle with the devil. We all know the story. We all know the outcome. Jesus is tempted, but he doesn't succumb. If only, if only, if only we were able to do that. Because we all know our own limitations, we all know the temptations that we so easily fall into. So the tension of Lent is not just those outer tensions, but it's also that inner tension. And so Lent calls us to that journey with Christ into the wilderness. But it's not a wilderness out there in some geographical physical space. It's the wilderness of our own hearts. It's why the work of Lent is a difficult time. You'll never see greeting cards for Lent. Easter and Christmas, of course. Those are joyous and happy occasions, but Lent, ugh, I don't want to do that work of examining my heart, of doing the hard work of looking in those dark corners, those dark secrets of my own inner being. And that's why Lent calls us to, because we know that we cannot honestly shine a light on ourselves because we all think that we are far more virtuous than we really are. But Christ is that light who shines in the darkness, and He reminds us that although we are not the saints we like to pretend we are, we are also not the sinners we like to think we are, too. The sinners that Satan accuses us of being unforgivable, unredeemable, someone who is not deserving of mercy. But we have to take that deep journey into the wilderness. See, one of the tensions of Lent is we've just spent an inordinate amount of time in the liturgy already talking about sin, talking about our human mortality and fragility, things that we do not normally like to talk about. But I once had a wise mentor give me a great answer that stuck with me, and I hope it sticks with you as well. When I asked him, I said, why do Christians, why do we make such a big deal of sin? Because it seems that God is merciful and forgiving. And maybe if we just didn't worry about sin so much, we could just get on with the good part. And he said, ah, but that's the problem. If you don't take sin seriously, how can you take forgiveness and reconciliation and redemption seriously? You can't get to the cure without the diagnosis first. And so, when we do that inner journey into the wilderness of our own hearts, when we go with Christ who has gone before us, we can be assured that he will be brutally honest with us, but that he's not just going to leave us in the wilderness to languish by ourselves. He will always show us the way out. That's why he tells us to bear our crosses. We like to think of bearing our crosses as, you know, having to live with that pain in the butt so-and-so, having to put up with their nonsense. But bearing the cross is bearing the cross of myself, of my own fragilities, of my own succumbing to temptation, of my own sinfulness. But it's a cross that Christ has borne with us and for us and on our behalf. So the reason we as Christians take Lent so seriously and in that inner journey that it asks us to make is because we take redemption and mercy and forgiveness seriously. It's why the focus is on those tensions that exist within us. It's to help us to come to terms with our own brokenness, but our own and our own woundedness, but also to lead us to the great physician, the one who can heal us, the one who can purge us from our guilt, the one who will call out our double-mindedness, our misplaced allegiances, and who will say, come to me. I will fulfill all that you are looking for. So my friends, let us confess our sins boldly, knowing, again, that we are not the sinners, or we are not the saints we like to pretend we are, but we are also not as bad as sinners as we like to think we are either. Thanks be to God.